the company I work for like had us do some sort of stupid like HR thing where it's like it learn your brain. And oh, so these are my favorite. I ha- I fucking hate them. They are the worst. <laughs> I-, I want to like uh, uh, so if I can find it, I'll I'll sh- like take a screenshot of it. Oh my god, they have something called fucking. Listen, look at this. Look at this shit. It's they've fucking called brain apps. Read this shit. Like a smartphone app, a brain app is a tool for your brain. These apps let you perform important processes using cognitive plus emotional data to achieve results. Can my phone finally lobotomize me? (laughs) I've I've been waiting for this. I can finally, the at-home lobotomy I've wanted. These learned capabilities help people be effective at work and in life. Data mining. Apparently I've got the, the, the data mining app in my brain. Wow, and prioritizing. I do. Let's see, what's, what's, what other apps have I got? Adaptability, critical thinking, vision. I didn't know that vision was an app that I had to install. I, I hate, yeah, you is, can't see. Uh, <laughs> is it also one of your, priori- one of your priorities? Also, how, how much do you make off those data mines? Uh, like, you know, like, Google you know. pays me like... Five cents an hour. Yeah. Oh man, that's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, one of my brain apps is Vision. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, fuck me. I'm noticing that um, connection and emotional insight are grayed out. No, I don't have those. Unavailable. Not a collaborator because I do not have the collaboration app. There's like three columns of this shit, and that one of the ones I'm missing is imagination. <laughs> I, I don't have imagination i'm sorry guys that's the, that's, that's the video games yeah <laughs> they do it for us dissolved your Look brain oh yeah shit. so you got no imagination no risk tolerance no reflection no commitment damn, no problem solving <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked up entrepreneurship though that's that's, that's great out that's based that's good yeah exactly i don't have any you know, that's entrepreneurship just which is good. based and and communism yeah. good yeah <laughs> i have the communism app uh, yeah i was wondering brain. where that was like sucking my own di- dick app <laughs> <laughs> smoking weed app don't see that one if like marks really failed to account for the smoking weed and class consciousness apps uh, you <laughs> could just simply use that's yeah. right simply... marks didn't know that your brain had apps Yep. Yeah, what like, an idiot. What a fucking moron. Fucking, I can't believe he didn't realize that like a brain is like a smartphone with apps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking I fucking dork. hate I fucking hate this so much. This <laughs> is the kind of stuff that just helps a union organize itself. Because like, do you want to not not have to do this shit? Yeah. Because we can make, <laughs> yeah. make that happen. Like there's this list when you put in the work, you get a list of demands, and you like we may not have to do this ever again. And it's like, it's three two-hour sessions where we talk about this shit. I'm not even oh, kidding. God. Ooh, oh, God. Jesus. Wow. Where's the union uh, app? Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, they don't, they, don't, they, uh, they don't support that on this operating system. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. Uh, was was this what you were vibrating with rage about on yes. Thursday? Yes. <laughs> 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 I just like turn to my Discord and it's just like, oh, 14 notifications. Like, all from Autumn just being like, 
<laughs> They're teaching me about emotions. <laughs> <laughs> just going off. It's just like it's so infantilizing. Like, who knows what emotional intelligence is? Anyone? Anyone? Oh my god. Anyone? And nobody like, wants to talk because it's so fucking insanely stupid. Like these are a bunch of these are a bunch of like 30 and 40 year olds with me in the call from this company, and they're just like, does anyone know what emotional intelligence is? Who can tell is. me what an emotion is? Just like, what a, uh, I'm experiencing what a, rage right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this is me. very intelligent emotional reading you just did uh i have my very intelligent emotional reading is uh i'm fucking mad that i'm not just not working right you want to be yeah. more you want to make me more productive at my job don't make me do this and just give me two hours off instead like i'm gonna do so much work because then well i just got to get my shit done and then i get two hours off so yeah you know you want your productivity Hell don't yeah. Make, don't make me do this because then I'm just, I'm all, you want to also like, this is the fastest way to get me to harbor a grudge against you in a workplace. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. so, so for any bosses, for the bosses who I definitely know in central Florida who are spying on all of the stuff that I do, I know that you've, Sometimes you sometimes accidentally like my tweets, by the way. Oh, my God. Uh, you're, you're not very good at Chris. You're not very good at this, bro. I know you read my tweets. Yeah, Chris, uh, suck my dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. official wanna, position of the pod. Chris, would you like, pre- please install the suck my dick app in your brain? <laughs> <laughs> they said it on me. Uh, yeah, no, there's... Uh, there, there, there's fewer things to get me to to get someone who likes to organize unions to harbor resentment against you in their workplace. So everyone should do this kind of a stuff, you know. Like, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> there'll be th- those beheadings in Central Park will get going. They had like working across generations workshop, which was also insufferable. <laughs> Oh, fuck that! It's just like any time oh. this happens, I get so fucking bored. I just want to cause chaos. Say, why, do not, why do the young, strong ones not simply break the bones of the old ones and take their place? Becoming Jokerified at work in real oh, time. I'm becoming, I'm exactly. becoming Conan the Barbarian. I'm just sort of like, <laughs> Conan seeks, seeks, seeks career advancement. Crunch bones of manager like small twig. Sexual lust. The sorts of things that you experience when you're playing a video game. All these concepts originated with Karl Marx. What's up, gamers? You're listening to Agab. All gamers are bastards. I'm your host, Kay, and I am joined, as usual, by... Kyle of the labor. That's what he's called. How you doing, Kyle? Well, um, I mean, now I'm doing great because you used my proper title and I don't have to uh, tattle on you to the proper authorities. But oh, thank more than fuck. anything. Oh, I didn't I, fuck it up. I didn't fuck it up. Okay. You, you okay. nailed it. You nailed it, Whew. friend, though. And All right. more than anything, I'm just I'm happy to be here with you and with our uh, special guest to discuss a very exciting game that I've been playing for a few days now with all of your favorite characters, SpongeBob and Patrick That's and right. Sandy the Squirrel. We're, That's we're right. here to talk about SpongeBob SquarePantis. Battle for Battle Bikini for Body. Bikini bottom. bottom. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's right. And to help us uh, liberate Bikini Bottom for, from Mr. Krabs, uh, I'm joined by the entire cast of Video Games of the Worst Thing on Earth. What up? Uh, 
which hey. includes K. Hello, K. K. K, are you here? Yeah, K's God. not here. Sorry. Uh, but I've got the <laughs> other two, uh, Alton and Reese. How are you guys? Good. Doing okay. Hello. Hyped up on caffeine and sugar. Ready to pod. Fuck yes, that's how we like to pod. Ate just <laughs> ate three pieces of slices of pizza and like an entire energy drink right before the pod. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's correct the, form. That's Gamer the fuel. ultimate uh, creative state is to eat $35 worth of fast food before, <laughs> before entering your endeavor. Right. And just pumping my body full of gamer chemicals. So I have the proper mindset. <laughs> and we're not talking about SpongeBob. We're talking about the horrific reactionary depths of a little something we like to call Warhammer. Actually, right. Alton, uh, mm -hmm. SpongeBob takes place in the Warhammer universe. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, of, what do you think is in the ocean? Exactly. Yeah. The vampire pirates are sailing above. Yeah, it's maybe read the lore. <laughs> not a lot of crossover. <laughs> I was just imagining that who lives in a pineapple under the sea. And it's just sung by one of the vampire pirates. Oh my god. That would whip. <laughs> the, uh, the, the rot blood tribe lives in a pineapple under the sea. Uh, Boom. Or, uh, apparent, apparently. Because yes, That's... we are. Uh, I, I, I'm goofing and joking and we're here to talk about all the Warhammers. Um, and as the foremost expert of the Warhammer universe uh, in, in, of all time, um, of, and, and, uh, you, and in all universal consciousnesses um, across various times and places, um, I'm excited to talk about all the Zipsorps and the doodads. Um, but no, really to, really <laughs> to talk about how, my goodness, I, I've been exposed to Warhammer. I, I appreciate the friendos. Um, from the video games are bad podcast, uh, suggesting, <laughs> suggesting the the other video games. Okay, our Twitter bio is a joke. There's another podcast no, entirely no, dedicated. No, to no, 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 no. There was only one video game podcast. I don't know what video yeah. games are the worst thing on earth is about. It's about. But it can't listen, possibly be video. Okay, games. It's about bullying people. It's, it's like, about, yeah, it's about cyberbullying. It, like, it really is a podcast about cyberbullying. Yeah. <laughs> listen, we are basically, listen, we know we're basically like the, the privateers of cyberbullying. You know, how exactly. It's like we're officially recognized by the, the English crown and we can bully as many Spanish <laughs> ships as we want. Yeah, yeah. It, if you're unfamiliar with our podcast, every episode we take a Elizabeth Warren supporter and we do <laughs> everything that we can to ruin their life on the <laughs> Post their name and address and a list of their fears and exactly. just go to town. <laughs> yeah, it's really what drives us. It's what keeps us getting up in the morning. Exactly. Still uh, bullying Warren supporters. No, they will we will never stop because they never stop <laughs> being awful. Yeah, because well, I mean that's by 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 the laws of misogyny. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, all, we all must. <laughs> in order to see ill the high seas of podcasting and cyberbullying, ye must know <laughs> the, the rules of misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> like the pirates' code. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they're more like guidelines. <laughs> Speaking of cyberbullying, though. Uh, before we get into Warhammer, there's just a quick little bit of news that I think that we should discuss. Um, <laughs> because word on the information superhighway is that CD Projekt Red 
got epically pwned. Oh yes. Oh yeah. That's right. The the A Gab podcast is now uh, the owner of the auctioned off stolen <laughs> uh, data um, from. Uh, this is an official confession um, nice. to the crimes uh, <laughs> legally that legally I, binding I, legally binding crime it, confession. It, it, yes, I, <laughs> our podcast uh, it had, uh, but where the our podcast is in charge of jailing people as uh, as we've made known uh, in mm-hmm. this. Uh, in this mm-hmm. in this world, uh, so you know, I, I also absolve myself of all of my crimes and also all of my sins. But that's a that's a whole other conversation. Oh shit, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think yeah. of that? Well, yeah, I mean, you got to get the twofer, right? Like, you got to get the twofer. Like it, it's a special. I mean, I am American. I know a good bogo. Like, like <laughs> when you see it, like you got to shop the deals. But uh, but yeah, uh, apparently the <laughs> what is it? Uh, Basically, like big parts of Witcher Three and Cyberpunk got stolen and then auctioned yes. and, then, and then purchased. And most yeah. importantly, Gwent, their killer app. Oh, yeah! I dropped the beautiful, uh, let's call it a ransom note uh, in the chat. There, <laughs> I wish to, I wish to read this. Okay. Oh yeah, go for it, man! Go for it. At exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, many exclamation points. Hello, CD Project. Your have been epically pwned. We have dumped full copies of the source code from your pure four server for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3! Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. (laughs) We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. <laughs> if we will not come to an agreement, then your source code will be sold or leaked online, and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. <laughs> your public image will go down the shitter even more, and people will see how your you shitty company your company functions. <laughs> How you shitty company your company functions. How you shitty your company functions. It's just Investors like, will it's like lose James trust Joyce. in your company and the stock will do- drive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. For uh, what? Like what? It, <laughs> contact us just to say like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Like, it's, like, yeah. it's just someone who has it's like an old friend who's just been seething like why didn't they call me I had a baby man and they didn't even reach out <laughs> yeah. this is like, I'm gonna steal their like HR the, documents this is like the no this is like the parents of like the developers who are just saying we haven't heard from them in months please send word that our, our son is alive <laughs> I sent you those shoes did they fit you did not contact me back I just I just want to know if I should bury him I should just want to know if I should let him go <laughs> Just, yeah, just because they just haven't seen their families for so long because they've been crunching on Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> uh, I'm a big, 
I'm a big fan of the phrase "our contacts in gaming journalism." Yes, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, like me. Patrick Klepek is just sitting there waiting for the email, mm-hmm. just being like, "I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what the bank account numbers for the people who work at CD Projekt Red are." I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have Tim Rogers on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so a little follow up to the this beautiful um uh ransom note is mm-hmm. that uh, apparently they've sold it. Yes. Um I'm just looking at the article here. Uh I was trying to figure out how much it sold for and it looks like uh they they put it up for auction. It looks like for a million dollars with a buy it now price of 7 million dollars. The article doesn't really <laughs> specify <laughs> oh my precisely God. how much it was bought for. <laughs> But somebody's making fucking bank. <laughs> I just kind of want to know investor relations, admin. Like, okay, if anyone is if anyone is working at CD Projekt Red, is trying to organize their workplace, and has has access to any of this information now that it's been publicized so much, just at just my DMs are open. Because <laughs> this is a, this is some ju- this is there's some real juicy stuff here, and it's not just Gwent, which you know, I mean, that's the most important thing, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're all here it's, for Gwent. It's un- exactly. unbelievable. Like goes without saying. Like, yeah, the yeah. power of Gwent, and but then this admin and legal and. HR investor relations. I find that very interesting. But yeah, regardless, I, <laughs> what, what what I find so compelling here um, is yeah, most mostly how if you know if they will not come to agreement, um, they're con- they're going to reach out to the very powerful contacts in the uh, gaming journalism industry. Kotaku.com. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like the the power held by Mister uh, Kotaku. <laughs> I have some documents which may interest you. I am. I do have a really weird phobia to where I'm afraid of ten people in Brooklyn. So I like send Polygon.com after me, and like I'm I'm fucked. That's right. Our, our worst fear is our worst fucking fear is that a bunch of skinny nerds from a tech site come to our house with like keyboards and beat us to death with them. Yeah, I've got like traps all around where I live. There's like um body pillows and stuff, but with like a metal a, a spikes rope inside on the floor under them like a It's like loop. a Punjabi pit but with a in a body pillow. <laughs> oh yeah. That's an even better idea. I'm going to go set that up right now. <laughs> the unionized workers at all those shops are are I have an, an immunity um yes. immunity to our traps. Yeah, yeah. Did, didn't so th- they're allowed to come unionize? hang out in our fort. I believe something else. Kotaku and Polygon did. Oh yes, hell yeah, good. Yeah, well, good as, good well there is a, a lot of effort to <laughs> to destroy the Kotaku union. I believe his name is mm. Jim Spanfeller, who has been just on a real tear, being an asshole. So here's my pitch: is that we do a, a gamer like saw room. But we put that guy in there, Jim. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. At the very least, we all need to, like, the next time he decides to open up his mouth, be in a much more coordinated way, just bully the ever-living shit out of him until he he is blown from the internet forever so we don't have to... So people just... If, if there's anything that the gamer class can do to help unionizing workers, it's, like, get that guy offline. I, I think we can do it. Yeah, I think Are we're going to consider him... privateers? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna consider him an honorary Warren supporter for bullying. Yeah. 
just imagine they said just imagine that they said healthcare was like white cis privilege or something insane like that <laughs> oh the, oh they're doing that with the i think i think it's the amazon union there was there was a like oh, some no. like instagram like collect graphics collection or something to where they were like wouldn't a union just empower more hetero cis white men um, jesus yeah jesus yes queen i think i saw that apparently that was actually part of the union's frequently asked questions and i'm like who the fuck is frequently asking that <laughs> it's Elizabeth Warren, man. Yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren goes incognito, goes incognito into Amazon to try and union bust. <laughs> I just want to point out that what a state of affairs it is that people who use epic cyber hack language are probably the only way that we get <laughs> anything close to the truth. Um, that is interesting with, with this and you know you think about this, this happens to like a lot of companies like i remember this happened maybe like a year or two ago i think it was with capcom and there was just so many like leaks and in, in information about the business that all turned out to be true um, i think this happened with nintendo and it makes me think of the uh democratic party hacks way back when and it's mm -hmm. just like this this is the only people that are actually helping us out, even if they're, you know, auctioning it off for one Bitcoin or $7 million. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is also interesting that, like, this is that there are real hackers out there who say epically palmed. It's just sort of like this guy escaped from like a, a, a wormhole from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. he, he was in a coma. He got, went into a coma in 2008. I cyberjacked <laughs> into your net space. It's just like all troll memes. I mean, who's going to make a change? Yeah, exactly. Society? You're, to you're, you're totally outside of society. You will use Epic Pwn. That'll be carved <laughs> on your gravestone. <laughs> Epically pwned CD Projekt Red. Yeah, these are like the real like cyberpunk protagonists who are like these like hackers who fucking live off the grid and shit. It's they all talk like this. They haven't they stopped culturally developing 15 years ago. That's incredible. I mean, I'm sh my theory is is that this is probably like a Ukrainian hacker where Epically Pwned it's like came to their nation like two years ago, so it's still very current. was going to be that this was a gestalt formed out of the failures of Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> ah. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be an, an amazing origin for real life attributes. <laughs> All right. Let's talk. Uh, I, I think that we've, we've shown the appropriate amount of respect to yes. the massive L's that CD Projekt Red is is laying down. Mm -hmm. um, what is Warhammer? Can anyone tell me what a, what a Warhammer is? Oh no. When they emerge, it is a nightmare vision. The Skaven, a ravenous horde of verminous ratmen. It's a, it's like a, okay, so you know what a Sarlacc pit is? Yeah. It's uh, it's like that, but it's for fascism. Instead of being for for being Boba digested, Fetts. yeah, instead of for <laughs> Boba Fett. <Right. laughs> uh, War Warhammer came about as basically a response. The Games Workshop was a 
business in the UK, like in the late 70s. It was basically the exclusive outlet for D&D stuff. And they were like, you know, this, I like D&D, but playing pretend, I need something more stodgy than to use my imagination. I need to, I need <laughs> miniatures and a, a zillion rules. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically the very, like the stodgier British version of the Christian conservative origins of Dungeons and Dragons. So you're telling yeah. me this is Britain's fault? Uh, yes, it is. That's with everything. It all comes God back damn. to Britain. Always. Fuck yeah. me. All right. But what it is, is it's basically, there are two variations of it. The first variation mm-hmm. that came up is Warhammer Fantasy, which is very Tolkien-esque, um, Lord of the Rings inspired and they basically yeah. just needed a setting for their uh, their war games because you know, <laughs> Games Workshop. That's what they do. They make war games. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar, war games are sort of like the predecessor to Dungeons and Dragons. Before Dungeons and Dragons, there was a game called Chainmail, and it was a war game where you had like you had like units of like troops essentially, and they would roll dice to see who would like win a fight. And from that, that's like where D&D evolved from. And so Warhammer originated life as a desktop uh, war game set in a fantasy universe very, very similar to Tolkien, uh, which would come back to bite Games Workshop in the ass later. (laughs) And it really starts off as, I I guess, very straightforwardly like uh, a Tolkien ripoff. And as time goes mm. on, it becomes progressively more and more uh, Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> and the shoulders that, just keep getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. As a quick aside, uh, one of my favorite details about the start of Games Workshop is one of the three guys was furious that they were focusing on Warhammer and this like Dungeons and Dragons stuff because he wanted it to just all be all about backgammon. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna form my own backgammon company." Out. Fuck is this shit. Yeah, and by- which is a, which is an incredibly British thing to be angry about. <laughs> but what I and, mean and by famously, oh sorry. Uh, well, famously, backgammon hammer is the most popular game on earth. So exactly. he was right. <laughs> exactly. But what I mean by it getting more Warhammer is that I'm sure most people know. Uh, have some kind of idea when they think of Warhammer they probably are thinking of 40k but it's basically like the grim darkness of the far future where there is only war and that is sort of kind of what happened to Warhammer Fantasy as well as like as it developed it basically became this this extremely basic chaos versus order type of situation where you have the good guy factions like dwarves elves and of course, humans, notoriously <laughs> good guys, humans. Yeah, uh, versus, and the lizard men. Yeah, and the lizard men, which you wouldn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. think were like the good guys, but they are. Um, yeah, the dinos are, are on our side. Yeah, Jurassic dinosaurs have always been on our side, and if they were alive yeah. today, they would be like the the purest among us. Yeah, they'd be yeah, chill as fuck, man. The 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 lizard people 
Uh, they, a, they also do a lot of. You they can also tell do it's fantasy also, because the lizard people are good, not like in our world. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say they also do a lot of banking, but in this universe, for some reason, everyone's okay with it. Like yeah. it's fine. Oh my god! Like, I was like, yeah. the, the, we have an uneasy allegiance with the banking lizards. It's but don't think any. Don't think too. It's fantasy too much because the Clinton the Clinton Foundation is a, is a good guy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah and then you have your chaos races like uh the creatively named chaos worshippers um mm -hmm. the creatively named chaos dwarves uh <laughs> the the dark elves and uh probably the, what is my favorite faction of all of them the skaven yeah ratos or basically oh, yeah we were basically like little 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 nasty rat men who uh who eat uh, uranium for fun. <laughs> they love it. They yeah. love it. They can't get enough of it. Um, and essentially, like what happened eventually is that they, they, I think that they tried to like, they realized they couldn't like trademark the names of their fantasy races, like dwarves and elves and shit. So they created a space version called Warhammer 40k and made up a whole bunch of different, uh, non. <laughs> non-trademarked races um or made up a whole bunch of new races so that they could trademark them and the, the rest is history and uh that is why mm -hmm. we have fascism today <laughs> yep that's how it happened <laughs> yeah the uh the national front was uh formed uh by the games workshop that's actually uh that's true um, games workshop came first formed mm -hmm. the national front in the uk and exactly uh, yeah yeah, the the games workshop was at the Battle of Cable Street. All right, but the um, reason as well, the reason <laughs> why we're the talking about it is because uh, it has a, a sort of, despite the fact that its lore is some of the dumbest shit on planet Earth, <laughs> like it has a it has a strangely magnetic quality to it. Yeah, and I I can really we can really me and Reese can really attest to this because one of our our first episode ever. Uh, of Vigatwato, we talked about uh, a game called uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2. And we talked about the lore of, <laughs> of like, uh, a chaos, the Chaos God Nurgle in that episode. And we, I'm just listening back to it. I'm like, oh, how, how young and innocent we were. We didn't realize that <laughs> we would be sucked into this horrifying malaise of... Garf Garfield's sworn enemy, Nurgle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the Warhammer version of Garfield has has done a lot of war crimes. It's yeah. a really <laughs> controversial yeah, topic. Vermintide 2 is actually, not only is the Spongebob universe in the Warhammer universe, but the Garfield cinematic universes within <laughs> that's what the, yeah, so like yeah, to, to long story short, the Vermintide series is actually about Garfield no, but, but in a in a slightly more serious way to get us back on track after I did a bit is that I played what what's so interesting and I find it I found Vermintide two incredibly magnetic in a whole bunch of ways. One because it's actually a relatively well made game and it was entertaining mm -hmm. and something kind of new that I don't. It's not a type of game I play very much, but also it has the um, the sort of like an understanding of how hyperviolence can be like entertaining, funny, interesting, this sort of a thing that games like Doom uh in their sort of like in their sort of like hyperbole and exactly. what, what with Warhammer it, it kind of like 
it turns it turned around on itself and kind of became like hyperbolic and silly just by virtue of what kind of a game it is it yeah it could it, it seems to be like the self-seriousness seems to like be tongue-in-cheek and i don't think now i don't think that that's an that's an accident but i think they maybe eventually kind of found their tongue in their cheek and was like oh i think this is how this is how mm. people are interpreting <clears throat> our shit so we should do it that way which is and and then it's very also fashy so I've, i i i find yeah. that incredibly interesting well british people are notoriously sarcastic um can confirm yes and and it you are 100% correct that that is sort of like it is extremely tongue in cheek and it, it is almost like a parody uh, of it, it's almost like a parody of Tolkien in a way, because, you know, the humans are like fascistic and like violent and ignorant. Um, and like the elves are just like, like. I mean, actually, it's not that much different from Tolkien, but like in like <laughs> Tolkien, they're like, oh, these are the good guys. And in uh, Warhammer, they just kill you if you enter their forest. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're isolationists. Yeah, they're like extreme xenophobic isolationists. And like Well, I think too is that we have to remember that Vermintide is Warhammer through the lens of like the developer Fat Shark. Mm-hmm. And and I think if you're like a you know a, a third party looking at this, what else can you do but goof around with it a little? I find actual like first party games workshop interpretation of warhammer to be a lot more self-serious i don't know if any of you have actually entered a brick and mortar games workshop location no what am i actually a a while ago but yes i I experienced the joyful time of being (laughs) pressured by like nerd car salesman types to spend eighty dollars <laughs> as like a fourteen year old because oh, one geez. like popped up next to the blockbuster, and yeah. nothing about it seemed like a joke. They were just like, "Isn't it sick that you kill seven hundred orcs?" I'm like, "Oh uh, yeah, I, I guess." I, I prefer <laughs> Star Trek. I like peace, the peace of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's gay. Kill the orcs. <laughs> One thing I was thinking about is that it is basically like Lord of the Rings on PCP or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, it is free-based Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's absolutely true. That's actually 100%. It's it's Lord of the Rings without the, like, restraints of the early modern period. <laughs> Instead, it's, it's, our, it's our, like, late capitalist, like, like, just, like, like, give me two screens and then give me a smaller screen and then put something different on all of them and then blast it at my fucking face until I'm dead. Like yeah. th- everything's just cranked up to 11. This is coming from. I find it really interesting how there is that kind of dissonance between people who treat it as quite serious and people who treat it as, as like uh, a joke, a- as tongue in cheek, as a joke, as kind of, you know, like how grotesque and absurd everything is. That's kind of part of the fun. Um, but I think the fact that it, it seems like there's not really a universal agreement on what the right tone is. And I think that really makes a lot of room for mm-hmm. a lot of fascists to really be into this and be like, no, it's just unironically cool as hell. Yeah, it, it's unironically cool. Like, I think that um, fantasy is definitely a lot more straightforward. I think that they were mm-hmm. trying to be a little bit more tongue in cheek with Warhammer 40K, but that ended up just making the fascists like it even more. 
They're like, oh, yeah, because cool. then they've got the, the deniability skull on a throne. Just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's supposed to be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, the skull throne. Does that sound good to you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, all the details of the conflict, you know, as despite being numerous, just have like no real connection. Like, there's no class analysis in Warhammer. There's nothing about, like, race or gender. So you can, like, give yourself over to this fantasy mm. in a way that, like, feels real, like, that, like, mirrors the conflict in your life that, you know, is based on these real things. But you can distance yourself because it's just about this forever war between the rat men and it's none of this other stuff ever impacts at all well, even to if be you're fair, that is that does parallel our forever war against pete Buttigieg very well <laughs> <laughs> they really I mean, ripped that off from y'all yeah yeah but I, I but that came later you know warhammer wasn't about the war on pete Buttigieg. the pete, war on pete Buttigieg just happened to mirror warhammer that's right. yeah mm. yeah it's like poetry right <laughs> there there is what is interesting is that there there is this kind of like accepted it is there is sort of there are caste systems within the at least within the Warhammer fantasy universe and from the re I I am clear nothing I ever say on the show is serious and mm. so earlier when I said I was an expert I don't know fucking jack shit about Warhammer besides the mm. reading that I did over the past two weeks but what's interesting is that there are caste systems but these caste systems are like naturalized in a very sort of like bad Nietzschean kind of like like post-Nazi, Nazified reading of Nietzsche, kind of this, like, like a, like a rejection of these, like, constraints, and a, a critique of modernity and a rejection of the constraints and con social contracts of liberty, equality, fraternity, and, mm -hmm. and sort of enlightenment values that are, like, as Nietzsche was definitely right about, were really hypocritical in supplanting sort of the idea of, you know, a, a, a religious imagination, which is really something that's just was like religious religion with extra steps to him, which he was right in a lot of ways. I, I uh, but and then taking that to like what the, taking that to sort of like empowered the concept of the Ubermensch to create this naturalized, natural based caste system. Like with the rat guys, they have like based off, I think it's based off of like color. To where they're like placed in their various sort of like caste system between oh, like the not sort quite. of gutter. Not quite. Uh the rats. Not quite. No, 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 no. The rats, like, uh, it's based off of it's based off a couple things. So if you're a big rat, uh -huh. you're uh you become like a storm vermin because you're mm -hmm. the biggest and you're the biggest and baddest rats. And apparently right. like the storm vermin are like born with black fur, although I don't think that that's actually like I don't know if that's actually canon or if that's just yeah. one thing says that. And it just sort of like, that's the thing is that so many people have like contributed to the Warhammer lore yes. to try and like sprinkle a little bit of info and like all the various corners that you can't really tell, which is just like one guy said this. So now it's like on the wiki page versus like, uh, they just pick whichever's the biggest rat and give them armor. Um, yep. But then there, I mean, it, there are there's like a caste <laughs> system in that like some rats are born with horns and they become graziers. Mm. Uh, mostly, it's just uh, if you are a clan rat, you are you are actually a member of the clan, and if you're not, uh, you're probably a slave. Yeah, just I, f I find the most important aspect of the caste system as well is 
the fact that they are wildly uh, mutated. And like, if you are a successful mutation, then, you know, you, you go up and I think a lot, of, and so it's yeah. a very eugenics based class system. Oh, yeah. Like they're, they're always breeding, uh, you know, storm vermin, et cetera. And a lot of the, uh, and a lot of the currency is based on buying like the sick, powerful rats from the particular clan that does the, uh, the eugenicist Molder. stuff. Clan Molder. Molder. Yeah, it's sort of like genetic exp experimentation. It's like a Dr. Mangala mixed with a rat, uh, basically, who creates like giant uh, abomination rat called abominations called like rat ogres. Yeah. The eugenics kind of streak is really interesting because mm -hmm. yeah. it comes up a lot throughout Warhammer and a, it does a, maybe even more into 40K. Of course, the Empire in 40K is very. Uh, obsessed with with genes and stuff um, yeah oh well there's an entire faction called like the gene stealers yeah it's, <laughs> it's it's a massive explicit part of it um, yeah it's so that's really like, <laughs> and then yeah what do they do what, what what do they do the gene stealers what's their job uh, like, what do they do are they like accountants or they're, they're the it's, yeah, it's a metaphor for miscination basically <laughs> they, they work they work retail <laughs> but, like, even, the sandwich artists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But to me, Sorry, to me, funny. the to me, the two big sort of streaks that go through Warhammer is the eugenic streak and like the really nonchalantness about slavery streak. Because mm -hmm. like, yeah. at least a few of the races just have slaves, and it's just like, yeah, we just have those. Like the dark elves Literally, have slaves. Of course, the, the rats have slaves. They'll fucking have they all fucking have slaves. Okay, not all of them, but like most of them will have have like like. In like uh, Total War Warhammer, most of them have an option that's just sort of like, yeah, enslave. Yeah, you beat them. You get to make yeah, them yeah, you slaves enslave now. them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mo most of them do slaves. Like that's just like, yeah, it's just part of it. You just have slaves. Yeah. And exactly. if there's no slave, if there's no slaves, they're just like, no, we don't have slaves. We just eat them. You know, yeah. we just <laughs> they're just brutal serfs who are tech quote free unquote. You know, it's, it's yeah. slavery in one way or the other. Or or it's just sort of like, oh, we ransom them. It's just like who the fuck is yeah. gonna buy a bunch of rats back? It's just like they don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Ransom uh, them to P whom? P Slavers? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, where was I going with this? Like getting onto that, like you know, I think that me, me and Reese. Uh, I don't know about Reese actually. I was definitely introduced to like the Warhammer setting via the first Vermintide game, and you know, it helps mm -hmm. that like the Vermintide games are extremely good. And I would say that mm -hmm. there's actually quite a few uh, products in like the Warhammer line that are actually extremely compelling. Um, oh yeah, you know, obviously, me and Reese have just recently started playing Total War uh, Warhammer Two, which is a really fun name to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, just a there's a Warhammer Total War. What? There's a there's a Warhammer War Total Warhammer War. <laughs> I, I don't care what it's actually called. The name is Total Warhammer 2. Yeah, that's what that I is, call that, it. That, it's, it's that Total is Warhammer. A, the hill I will die on. I agree. Killing yeah, I'm, I'm anybody long... <laughs> in my sight. Exactly. I'm a longtime proponent of Total Warhammer 2. It's a it's a it's the best Total War game in my books by by quite a bit. It's really good. It's a it's a very good game. And in addition to that, like I think that I've I've sort of slipped even further into it because I've started reading some of the the fantasy books that that uh oh yeah yeah also I wanted to hear a bit about that yeah i was ranting about it on on k's server actually um because recently i just read through uh gotrek and felix 
uh, or the Troll Slayer series, which is like a compilation of short stories um, by, I think it's by William King. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And it's sort of like the, the thing that like bothered me about it when I was reading it. It's like it's it's a very, very enjoyable, like fun fantasy romp. Right. But at the same time, it's just like it, it tries to present like some kind of moral complexity at points and it just falls flat on its face. Yeah. Like what moral complexity? It's fucking <laughs> Warhammer. <laughs> All right. So yeah. in, in the in like the books, there are, there are basically these these out these mutant outcasts from society. Like if you mutate at, at all, if you have like what they call like a stigma, like signs mm-hmm. of, of mutation, it's they consider it like a f- it's caused by chaos. And they basically like if you have it, they exile you from your village or town or wherever. And you're like forced to go live in the woods like an outlaw, uh, usually with like a bunch of other mutants. And like in it, one of the main characters called Felix, he keeps bringing up how some philosophers mention mutants could be victims of circumstance or Mm -hmm. just like random mutation, not like, you know, serving chaos or anything. And then immediately after that, they just kill a whole fucking bunch of mutants <laughs> who are like portrayed as objectively evil and are definitely aligned with chaos it's it's just an extremely confused and half-hearted effort to try and make it like um to try and be like oh you know maybe some of these people are are poor victims and like well i guess i better go kill another 20 of them it's just like <laughs> it just there there are so many logical paradoxes in like capital like f fascism as in like historical european like you know giovanni gentile kind of fucking you know mussolini shit that like like there's so many within that ideology yet it wears itself so like plainly because like i brought (laughs) it i have brought a quote from the doctrine of fascism that was written supposedly by mussolini but really just by by gentile um that says War alone brings up to its highest tension all human energy and puts the stamp of nobility upon the peoples who have the courage to meet it. All other trials are substitutes that never really put men into the position where they have to make the great decision, the alternative of life or death. Thus, a doctrine that is founded upon this harmful postulate of peace is hostile to fascism. He's talking about fascism's opposition to pacifism. And thus hostile to the spirit of fascism, though accepted for what use they can be in dealing with particular political situations, are all the international leagues and societies, blah, 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 et cetera. Basically, what he's trying to say is that... In the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> precisely. This is the, this is the ideal... This is an ideal... Well, the reason why fascists like the even the most hyperbolic version of Warhammer is because this is the idealized fascist future... Everything is based off of a clear system of like naturalized racial racialized castes and groups, and then those groups are in a constant state of conflict with one another because, as we know, based off of the you know our all the fasci beliefs is that well there are there are intrinsic differences between various types of peoples, and that 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 when those peoples come unto you know 
un- under one umbrella that it's the role of the the corporatized state to flesh out the weak ones and bring up the you know the big rats and so mm-hmm. like like the like this if you if you want to know like it's not it's not enough just to look at because i again i like as i nodded to earlier i played vermintide too and i thought it was pretty great i had a lot of fun playing it and it's what i think is most useful about it is how this is this is what fascism literally on the page says that <laughs> it thinks the future is going to like this like the 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 rat the rat demons and the human evil dark elves are all going to just cut each other in half like th- this is what they this is how they think and and it's not just because they think this is what's going to happen in the future mm-hmm. it's cuz this is how they think the world works like this is how they think society's well, function no, that's what they want it to be like they they actively yeah. think like oh this would be awesome if we were just in yes. at war forever like that would be the logical like it's the logical conclusions of their political goals like is let's factionalize let's close our borders and then when we come into conflict with each other the strongest will win like i mean y'all are just y'all hit the nail on the head when it comes to your analysis of this specifically for that it both serves as an affirmation of those political beliefs, those political desires, as well as drives them forward by creating all of this like positive energy around it. Because if you don't have, if you have the critique, then like you know why Vermintide is both great and terrible. Like in in like it, you understand that what makes Vermintide too great is not its politics, mm-hmm. but how a critique of its politics presents. Uh, a more complete picture like than the actual game itself and it's, which is otherwise just like Man. campy and hyperbolic and good like and I, I gotta those, say those, those that, don't like, just vermintide's know. nothing compared to total war holy shit like yeah. I, I mean talk about some uh talk about some ideology <laughs> yeah i feel like total war really gets into the the ugliest side of it and i think the the further you get into that the more you might find yourself thinking back to to um, those books that you read, Alton, and just thinking about how absolutely ludicrous it is to to try to like humanize one of these objectively bad groups mm-hmm. in the text of of like a Warhammer book when everything about the series yeah. is like no it's, no they're evil yeah exactly it's contradictory <laughs> like it's yeah <laughs> the the war I, as much as I love like the the fun fantasy exciting adventure of like Go Trek and Felix it is like. The villains inside of it are insanely one note. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Even when it's even when it's mem- like members of the empire, like nobles or heads of state, the evil is always like from some kind of corruption and not simply the running of like a fascist empire. It's- I'm literally like steam shopping while I'm recording a podcast because of the fucking sale. <laughs> I wanted to see if to- I wanted to see if Total War War it Total is. Warhammer Two was on sale. It's and, totally oh, on boy, sale. Buy it. I, yeah. I have gone. It's got tons of DLC. I, I've gone ass deep in Warhammer <laughs> <laughs> in the sale. I, I don't even want to talk about how much DLC I bought. Um, I don't want to out him on the podcast either. But a good friend, my writing partner and collaborator, the Litcrit guy, is a Warhammer like compendium. Oh knows, in his own words, knows way too much about Warhammer. 
Well, well, what I think is so instructive about Warhammer is that it feels good to give yourself over to it, to all of this. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes when we're talking about fascism and like all all of these people like connected with it, I don't think it really is always acknowledged how this can really be an answer for a lot of people and how just like painting them as bad people and we you know who we don't have to acknowledge like where they're coming from is maybe not particularly helpful because yep. it is so much fun to just lose yourself in being these like objectively monstrous uh chaos races the chaos races are more fun than the good races exactly. by far oh yeah um, you don't have to we don't have to be cultural moralists when it comes to critique if your critique yeah. is good enough i'm not saying that you have to like be buddy buddy with people who make shitty stuff but i'm also not saying that we have to banish the bad things so our delicate child's brains don't absorb all of the bad juices and then all of a sudden we become right wing i don't think that no, was like uh, uh, reese's point i think he my, my point is i will Oh, I was I wasn't I was trying to agree. I'm sorry, I was taking way too long <laughs> oh, okay. to get to my point. Just for, forget fuck what I was saying. I was agreeing. I'm sorry, forget what I was saying. Just just that it feels good. It feels good and that is yeah. it, you know, and, and I think what is I, I've read uh the first book, I'm halfway through the second of these books too. And when they're at their best, they start to approach like uh Conan the Barbarian short stories. Where it's just like, you know, the some of the best Conan the Barbarian short stories are just like, fuck, there's a old temple full of snake people. What am I going to do about it? <laughs> and it's great to read. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, and it's the same thing where it's like, I, I cannot engage with it on the level of like what, what their moral problems are. Oh, will Felix continue to fight chaos or will he become emergent? Who fucking cares? Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, but, it's, but it's fun to see him fight rats. I remembered precisely how I, how I wanted to come in and, and uh, elevate your point uh, because I completely agree. And I think there's a utility to the fact that like we, we should not be moralists and pretend like this shit's not fun, that it's mm-hmm. not interesting. Mm-hmm. When it's good, it's allowed to be good. And in my opinion, critique is in I'm 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 a fucking Hegelian, so I have this thing Based. to where critique in sort of a Jamesonian kind of cri- view of critique to where you're like you give body to your negation, and that's what critique mm-hmm. is for. And what makes Warhammer gr- what makes Warhammer greater than what Hor- Warhammer could be on its own is the critique of Warhammer. It's not only that; it's useful because we're not telling people like like you have to put on your blinders and not play the fas- the quote unquote fashy things because they have you know bad politics. But, but like everything has bad politics. All the co- uh, to like, be clear, I disagree guy- with you on that. Nobody should play the outer worlds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> There, oh, and there are exceptions too because uh, uh, I think I, I want to ban one text and it's Call of Duty. I want to ban it. Yeah, it should be fucking uh, illegal. I, I've made my no, stance on yeah. that clear. All right, uh, it's so, ban Call it's, of Duty and the Outer World. I feel like the yeah, Outer man, World is the list is, is growing more already. sinister in that it it, it, it feigns progressive <laughs> politics. But I'm not going to talk about this for an hour. Oh my God. We already had an Outer Worlds episode. I know. On both oh of God. our podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I have a YouTube video. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I, I think you can get too connected with the, the real world context where you can just be like, man, just fuck this. Fuck this shit. And the, part of um, one thing I compare, uh, the other series I compare 
the books to are mm-hmm. Tom Clancy books because oh, it's boy. that same kind of fascist visceral thrill I got when I was reading yes. uh, Rainbow Six when I was fifteen. You know, I the, the, also read Rainbow Six when I was fifteen, <laughs> and I know precisely what you're talking about. And, and just like you know, it it, it it and it feels a lot better, and you can like a, approach the ideas a lot better when it's you know a, a fake uh, a fake nation in the fantasy a, a world fake, and a, a rat fake fascist empire instead of the real one the united states <laughs> well, i mean exactly i mean rainbow six has just been has like very much just be like a leftist separatists want to get paid more go in and kill them like that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty yeah. it's pretty on the note i um i saw very recently online i won't name whom just this person um mm-hmm. and they this is in the context of talking about like weird, like moralizing around anal- uh, analysis of media. They were mm-hmm. talking about Star Wars and they were making like sort of the basic point, like, yeah, the Jedi kind of shit. Um, uh, that's the point of the prequels. Uh, but then they went on to say, if you think that there were good things about the Jedi, you are a dangerous person. Wow. <laughs> who should stay away from me. And I was like, that's uh, fucking mad. It's Star Wars. Relax. Like, yeah. people. And, like, there are tons of people who are just like, man, Luke Skywalker is cool. He has a cool yeah. lightsaber. I like that he was. Fine. I like that he's a good guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I really like the idea of looking at a seven-year-old who is really into Star Wars. Being like, you are dangerous. <laughs> you are ideologically dangerous. Uh, yeah, it's we. It, it's important to always try to remember not to lose your fucking mind with it. You know, it's, children uh, are the most dangerous people alive because they enjoy Star Wars. <laughs> they propagate the bad culture. Oh my god. It's fucked. Uh, so, Kyle, you, you're saying that you got to get off soon. Do you have, like, ten minutes to do a Bastard of the Week and get out of here? Yes, I do, precisely. All right. Bitchin'. All right. Do you guys have any, any closing points on Warhammer? Closing hammers. Closing uh, hammers. Wars. I do have I've one stated point. all my points. I have one point. Uh, do mm-hmm. not visit the wiki. You will be there for hours. <laughs> it is a horrible Still quagmire right. that sucks you in and then you're just sort of like Ooh, what, what that is and you click on another link and soon enough you have 20 tabs open and your life is ruined because you're a fascist do not visit, do not visit the wiki on your phone otherwise it will be filled with malware fucking one of the worst places I've really? ever gone to really interesting <laughs> it was real bad oh that's unfortunate yeah I didn't I didn't even know you could get malware on your phone. I, I don't know if you could actually get malware on. on I don't know if I ads. actually have malware. It, it, it just feels so bad. You're just like trying to click something and they're just like, oh, it's your finger next to the screen. Let's full screen this Best Buy ad that takes you somewhere <laughs> you don't want to go when you click on it. Surprise. Surprise. Best Buy. Trick. Takes you to Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Don't go to the wiki. Do shop at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, just real quick, um, on top of the games we've mentioned, I also want to recommend um, uh, Warhammer 40k Gladius. It's kind of like, it's sort of like Civ, but Warhammer stuff. And without a lot of the the bullshit of Civ, it's just war. You know, it's just it's Warhammer. You war at, you do war on it. It's pretty fun. Cool. cool. Yeah. I love war. Um, 
we all love I war. I, I think I, that's I think not great. a contested point here. I think it, is, it <laughs> I think it inspires the the greatest energies of humanity or whatever else whatever that thing said. You know? Oh yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which speaking of the greatest of humanity, my war game to recommend is SpongeBob SquarePants Battle Rehydrated. <laughs> which is a me. game of war and terror. Um ca- if you caution, like SpongeBob you're dangerous, and you should stay away from me. <laughs> you don't belong in the left. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're inherently reactionary. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of inherently reactionary. All right, who's our bastard of the week? Our bastard of the week is, and probably will be again, Warner Brothers. Oh, boy. For... <sighs> Patenting the fucking nemesis system from their Shadow of uh, Mordor slash War games. They didn't even come up with it. Like, the developer came up with it, and they're the ones patenting it. Ugh. Yeah, so they're just just stealing someone's work, basically, and being like, yeah, this is ours. Oh my god. I think that, just really quick, it's worth saying that this, this is an event that's kind of in the context of a problem in this industry. I think... Um, sort of an infamous one is, I believe, Capcom uh, patented like games, like mini games during loading screens. So just uh, that 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 was Bandai. Oh, yes. sorry, sorry, Bandai. Um, so just no one's been able to do that. Basically, it was just we we we've had years and years of just like boring, shitty yeah. loading screens because one company just, was just that like literally just ended, didn't it? Like their copyright on that. Mm-hmm. Really recently, yeah. um, so but what's happened is nobody's been working on that technology. Basically, no one's like there's been no development on that because no one's been allowed to. So we're basically starting from zero, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's just such a detriment to the medium that you could just fucking patent yeah. something like but that. The entire time, yeah, like the entire time, instead of like instead of there being something to do while there's been loading screens, the entire industry has been focused. Okay, we just need to get rid of loading screens then. Yeah, you know, it's like an entire paradigm shift of shift of the industry away from like a potential solution to to a problem to just be like, okay, well, I guess we just got to make the computer go faster. Yeah, because that's the only way out. I read a tweet. I don't know if it is factual or not, but I will believe it is factual. Is that apparently Nintendo owns the patent on following things with your eyes as a third person character, which is why characters will only ever move their head. Not their eyes. Oh my god. That would be fucking mad. <laughs> I I just love that like they can just patent like obscure like fucking concepts. Like <laughs> man. <Yeah. laughs> I, I'm gonna patent holding a gun in a video game. <laughs> I'm gonna patent holding a gun in real life. Oh, I yeah. invented it. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of fucking people in the military not paying me royalty for my invention. Yeah, that's fucked up. You gotta- and, and the other Pat one I wanted to mention off. was that <laughs> was was that medium game um, copyrighted having like a single player split screen experience. Mm-hmm. So, and that game sucks. Apparently, I've heard from several sources, including uh, Mitch Heavy Eyed, who I trust implicitly. Mm-hmm. And they said that they are have no plans to do anything with it ever again. <laughs> so oh that's my like God. the quote. <laughs> so well, it's patent trolling. What? It's patent trolling. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I can't have it. 
No one can. Yeah. Just so this is really a, a double bastard. Oh the first bastard is Warner Bros. And the second bastard is just copyright law in general. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. Do you think that's going to become a thing? Is like people are going to publishers are going to start making games exclusively so that they can have like a mechanic they can patent. That oh would be God. insane. 100%. And then they just sit on the patent and like uh, sue other companies that like do something similar man i guarantee that there are multiple yeah. versions of the same internal memo that has circulated in place in corporations like that outlining specifically how to do that there has to right like, yeah I think I mean, yeah i'm worried that bethesda be, right? is gonna You're patent totally right. games that don't work because that could you know <laughs> blow up the whole industry bethesda does have a copyright it's like some weird variant of like Having like a graphical interface with dialogue choices, which is why most of them don't do that too much. It's all text based. Oh fuck, that's weird. So I mean, this this is one of those things. that's like it's been a problem for a long time, but the Shadow of Mordor thing kind of threw it in the open. Is it, it, it threw it in the open? It seems to be accelerating issues. So my proposal is that game devs out there, make sure every game has uh, the nemesis system, following things with your eyes, uh, split screen technology. The only and way that we're going to defeat the copyright system and jacking off, to you. holding a gun in real life. <laughs> the, the only way to the only way to defeat it is to just overwhelm them. <laughs> it's a, a horde of game devs jacking off and holding guns, storming the patent office. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, you have your instructions. <laughs> Gamers, you have your orders. You have your orders. It's time to rise up. Let's uh, let's do some plugs uh, so that uh, Kyle can get out of here. <laughs> Where can people find you lovely gents, Reese and Alton? I'll let Reese go first. You can find me at your very good bud on Twitter. And uh, through my Twitter link, I have a YouTube channel where I occasionally do some stuff and might do more stuff in the future. Uh, and you can follow me on Letterboxd at Your Very Good Bud as well, where I occasionally trash uh, Christopher Nolan movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can find nice. me on Twitter at 8Alton8. You can find uh, our the Vigatoto podcast account at Vigatoto on Twitter. Or you can find our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash vigatoto we have a website uh called uh i'm forgetting video games are the worst .co. correct and all <laughs> of those links are there on the website exactly um Sick. i have a youtube if you want to check that out i post clips of us gaming it's at alton plays you should post a comment on those YouTubes yelling at Alton. He loves I, it. Ooh, I love it so much. I love it when people tell me that, <laughs> like, when the extremely shitty pubby we get we ban from our game was actually our best player. Like, I love that. <laughs> Beautiful, Kyle. Where can people find you? Um, they can find me at Labor Kyle on stuff, but I prefer they find me in real life. Uh, hunt me down. <laughs> uh, you can't. And I'm fast and armed. And constantly uh, jacking yeah. off. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. What per law? Uh, copy, per because my copyright, of copyright law. I copyright no. not jacking yeah. off. Now everyone has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I either one. 
but you know, you know which one I I, I, <laughs> I want. I, find 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 me in the flesh in the flesh world so we can uh, battle mm-hmm. as as people. All right, if you if you survive uh, finding Kyle, uh, then you can find me on YouTube at K and Skittles, where I make video essays, and you can find me on Twitter to give just. Tell me all your most important takes about Warhammer uh, at K and Skittles. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just to reiterate, check out Video Games are the Worst Thing on Earth. It's so good. They've Very got, good podcast. They've got an amazing host and also Alton and Reese are on it. Wow. Uh, highly, <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend. Um, it's okay. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, right, it's not know. bad. It's all right. It's no... It's no uh, Age of Napoleon, but it's not. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's no Age of Napoleon. Don't no. mean, but what is right? <laughs> that's what this podcast is, right? That's the one. That's this. Yeah, the Napoleonic <laughs> history age podcast. Of age of Napoleon. Today we'll be talking about. We're talking about Napoleon's childhood. Yeah, Napoleon. The Napoleon topics really got away yeah, from us. Yeah, yeah I, so, I hope you but... enjoyed the hour long intro where we pretend to be a video game right. podcast. Now yeah, on now to the real podcast may begin. <laughs> yeah, we 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 then we record Agent Napoleon, and then in another episode we reveal that we're also welcome to Night Vale. So then we record that too. <laughs> oh, it's man, a really is, long night. We're fucking busy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, friends, thanks so much for having us on. Hell yeah. It was, uh, thanks for coming. It was I a pleasure. Thanks shouting. for coming. Yeah, it's so good to shout. Uh, <laughs> I hope that you guys will come and shout again. Uh, Love and to shout. For our listeners, remember, you better be jacking off or Alton will sue you. Bye. That's right. Bye. Bye. All gamers are bastards. Ah, ravioli. Ah, mamma mia.